0: ladies and gentlemen i am excited to be here Melky's joining me and just like the raps it's a sunnier time this week and we're getting out of dodge just like harden this is nothing but miss episode two Shout out to NBA Jam. I am fired up because of that. Melky, my man. How's it going? How's it going?
1: It's it's good, man. It's uh it's Melky here, you know, shooting an air ball the Milky way. Uh, as ba-, <laughs> Gobi, as uh, ba alluded to, it's episode two of Nothing But Miss. First of all, I want to say Happy New Year. Uh, I know I've spoken to you beforehand, but Happy New Year. Um, you too. Despite all that, it's a new year, but same old fucking lockdown. I'm pretty pissed off about it. I'm not a caged animal. And right now, the way the Melky's going to deal with it, it's loud and rude. How are you <laughs> so, so pretty
0: much par for the course. That's fine. Moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, Melky, I feel the same. I feel trapped. I feel caged. I can't wait to go to a live sporting event. Now, this show, we were originally planning to film on the weekend. And I feel like it would have had a more negative turn than what we're going to do now. Because I'm actually going to turn it positive And let's talk about the Toronto Raptors.
1: Boom. The winning Toronto Raptors.
0: The winning Toronto Raptors. Ladies and gentlemen, your Toronto Raptors are 5-8. and eight, And they are on a three-game win streak. And although they're 13th in the East, it is such a close race. There are so many teams around 500. It's crazy. Melky, your thoughts, buddy.
1: That's insane uh, how uh, clusterfucked uh, the whole Eastern Conference is. Unreal. Uh, One minute you're down and out, uh, you know, like uh, Washington or Houston or not, sorry, not Houston or Miami. Next thing you know, you're climbing up the ladder uh, like the Raptors have. So, you know what? I think we're on the right path. Still a little worried because if you look at the numbers, uh, field goal percentage, they're 27th, three point percentage, they're 15th. Uh, free throws, they're actually good at the free throw line. They're 10th. And their offensive rating, they're at 109.4, which is 17th. So, I know and you take the good and the bads. But hopefully with this uh, three-game winning streak, um, you know, more positive things will happen and we'll just go on a tear.
0: Yeah, I had a completely different spin before we played the Hornets twice and then this game last night. Five and eight is much different than two and eight, Mel. <laughs> now, we'll put it out there that Alex Len got waived today, which was breaking news you broke to me. Bye bye. Hot garbage. I know we're going to get into the whole center talk, but he is not the answer. And I saw rumors that the Nets might pick him up. Nets fans, if any of you listen to this, he's not bringing you anything. It's a waste. Don't do it.
1: Or do it and waste your time. We don't give a fuck. We're Rappers.
0: What am I I talking
1: about? So
0: so yesterday, the game, we led for pretty much three quarters. Except for the second quarter, they outscored us. But otherwise, a pretty... I, I would say one of the better wins so far this season. I know there's only five. Lowry had 35 minutes. I think three other guys were above 30 minutes. What did you think?
1: I think it was a more sound win more more impressive win this season Uh, we were collectively together it flowed offensively it flowed defensively uh, and you could tell there was rhythm where we haven't had that this year and we've really been terrible holding leads so this was actually a breath of fresh air to see
0: yeah and i never doubted him but i did shit talk him a bit pascal i'm sorry i know you're not at the same level we want or what you played before when we won the championship but he's playing better. And you know what? Before, I was going to kind of rip on him about missing those shots at the end of the game consecutively. But now that I look back and with the winning record, I love the fire. I love the heart. When you, I know he didn't win us the game, but when he lost that shot, the way he just swore, walked off the field, didn't want to handshake anybody. I will take that mentality anytime. And I know it's for a winning culture.
1: Well, it shows that he cares. It shows exactly. that he's, like you just diluted. He's fired up. We haven't seen any passion from him, even in the bubble. Going back to the bubble, there was no passion there. So I don't know what was going on personally, but it's nice to see that you know the fire is back, the spicy, the spiciness is back in Spicy P. So that's that's a good step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I mean, you knew something was up last year too, because the guy part of the whole Spicy P is how hard he trained, how much he practiced, and that wasn't there. And if that's not there pasco i I don't know so i'm loving what i'm seeing right now and like i said all heart his game's improving i guess we can talk about mr inconsistent i know i brought him up earlier norm powell how how are you feeling about norm these days man because when he's hot he looks good in our lineup when he's good but when he's bad and that iq's not there
1: i'm i'm confused with him because last year i thought he really stepped up in the bubble Especially yes. that Celtic series, he was the man. This, this and is a like leader. this is, a, yeah, it was a leader, a six man um, yeah. uh, off the bench. Like he could have been nominated for six man. That Norman Powell was what the Raptors have always wanted out of him, and then he just reverted back to the same norm, inconsistent um lack of iq i don't know if it's confidence but he we need him like we need him more than ever this season and it, i don't know if i were to give him a grade um the first uh month of the season he would get a c minus
0: i i was gonna say c plus but put it down to a c so we're near the same um we should, I've said it before, build statues of Stanley Johnson <laughs> and Chris Boucher now. And I know that's uh, going around in the the little online verse with Raptors fans, but it's true. What, what saving graces those two guys are right now? And Stanley Johnson, man, how many times was that guy ripped apart?
1: Uh, basically his whole career. He was a first-round pick, I think number seven by Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. And he was expected to do big things out of Florida and... <clears throat> He hasn't lived up to it. So, yeah, I was one to rip on him. I ripped on him last year. I I have a friend who actually met him and ripped on him in front of him. So (laughs) it was just easy. But, yeah, he stepped up mightily. uh, Chris Boucher, what can you say about Boucher? This man's on a tear. He, did you know, uh, so Durant won uh, Player of the Week. Yeah, Player of the Week. Boucher was second in the votes. Deserving. Okay, well-deserved.
0: Yeah. Unreal, Chris Boucher. Uh, we'll get in a little bit later with the center talk. Um, what I want to talk, and it made me feel a bit better about this game last night, because it was a note that I made for the Hornets, is how we almost blew the game. And I was feeling a little nervous. I still am. I mean, it's early in the season, so I'm not going to be good or bad, hit or miss either way. But this team, we need that them to finish off. We can't have them being like the Maple Leafs of old. And not know how to finish up games. And it was worrying a bit with the team like the Hornets. But great defense at the very end. Obviously, the two blocks, all that. So,
1: good and bad. Good and bad. I feel like if you're going to survive, you have to beat the teams you're better than. And the Raptors are better than the Hornets. Um, that's not a question. So, it's. I'm glad they beat they swept them or they beat them two two games in a row, it was well-needed. I, I think it jump-started them, too, because look what they did to the Mavs, and the Mavs are supposed to be one of those up-and-coming teams that uh, are going to compete for a title in the next few years. So it, it, it's a definitely a confident booster when you beat the teams you're supposed to. So kudos to the Raptors. Kudos to uh, Nick Nurse. Uh, except, Nick, wear your damn glasses. You look like Drew Carey when you wear them. That's the reason why I that's the reason why I idolize you because Cleveland does rock and you make Toronto rock. So please keep the glasses on.
0: Yeah. We can't have you coaching the opposing team and thinking it's the Raptors. We need you to have those glasses on the, the record speaks for itself. (laughs) Glasses on and glasses off. So yeah, we can't have a Magoo situation here where he's like shouting at Durant. Good job for blocking, you know? Um, (laughs) 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 I'm so glad you brought up the glasses part. Now, question a question I want to ask you. Now that we have a three-game winning streak, and I know your answer because you're sensible, common sense. Those fans emotional after that lousy start, tank. You know the fade for Cade. All of this. What are they saying now? Are you still wanting to tank? You want to blow up this team? Like what's going on in your head?
1: No, they want us or want Masai to go out and make a move, like you, like a center which is what this team is lacking, if anything, that interior interior toughness that surge in uh, Mark left, uh, we, we're lacking big time. And Boucher can't do it all. And, you know, we can't rely on guys like Alex Lynn. That's why we let him go. And Aaron Baines has been a big disappointment. So, Ooh, yeah, garbage. A big uh, a big, tough interior defender is what we need.
0: Yeah, when we were when we were going to tape on the weekend, I was going to go on a huge rant about Chris <laughs> Boucher to start, and I will fully admit it was fully emotional. Not a lot of level-headedness. I just was going to rip on Baines and Juan Boucher, but there's truth in your words because Boucher's not a true big man and he's not a starter. He is perfect coming off the bench leading that offense and it makes our bench still dangerous, which the Raptors are known for. We are a depth bench team so we need, yeah bench mob exactly so we need a true big center that is the most glaring issue in a couple of years i've seen on this raps team and it's bad and i know it's, we yeah
1: sorry. they
0: chased no no it's all good it's all good i can't wait to hear your opinion but they chased giannis that's the truth and this two year of chasing him and it didn't work out and they went for the big thing and it kind of fucked up our salary cap and where they were going with this team and we're in a bit of Hell right now because of it Which I think we're a good enough team in depth To get out of but Go on
1: <laughs> no I you're No you're absolutely right it, it But it left a hole it left a Giant hole where we're getting Pushed around and we're not rebounding Like our rebounding numbers Are we're 22nd we rebound 43.4 that's 22nd In the league uh, offensive rebounds 9.5 16th In the league Uh you know, rebounds, second chances—they win you games, and we had that the last couple of years. We were, we were spoiled with uh, our our bigs, and like this year, it, you can tell it, it's affecting us.
0: Yeah, yeah. We said in episode one, Gasol's time was up with this team. Love him, taking nothing away from it, but it was that time to move on. Age—he he was clearly declining. Ibaka, we should have signed. And that's the whole shooting for Giannis. They wanted to have the flexible salary cap. They shot for the moon. They didn't get it. Nice try. I appreciate it. It's the one thing we yeah. talked about Trumps never had is a guy signing here. I'm glad they went for it, but it has fucked us because we should have kept Ibaka. It is such a glaring issue. And I love Boucher. I want a fucking statue of him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day, man. It's, it's yeah. still young. He's he's still getting better. I mean, his shot is very awkward. But it goes in, it works. so he, he's still developing. he's what twenty six yeah. years old, twenty five twenty six years old. so he's got a lot of time. he's athletic, he blocks, he runs this this man can only get better especially and he's in the right situation with Nick nurse and and Jamal McGlure and all the rest. so
0: yeah that, that was, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, I love this kid second gear, and I cannot not cheer for a Canadian, no matter what. I, you know what? Maybe they don't work out, but I'm always going to hope that it does. And the fact that he's on the wraps, let's go.
1: Well, especially his, uh, his story He was living in his car at 16. Yeah. Like it's, this, this, it's been a struggle. It's been a journey for him and he just shows hard work pays off.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I love it. So I'm wishing him all the best. I, and this is kind of bringing to my next point. I want the wraps to keep Boucher and not package him. And any deal in saying that we need a big c and you had a tasty rumor today you told me
1: yeah so there was um through the grapevine uh, as always the milky grapevine there was a rumor that uh, raptors are chasing uh, one andre drummond from the cleveland Cav- cleveland cavaliers now on paper it's dead sexy uh, it's a big it's a tough big it's a man who's been an all-star it's a man who's put up, who puts up points, who rebounds, who does, you know, checks everything in your box, but at what cost? So there is a rumor that you know you'd have to put Norm Powell, which I'm actually okay with. Uh, Chris Boucher, I'm not okay with that. Um, Patrick McCaw, Macaw, man who wins titles everywhere he goes, but doesn't do anything, <laughs> and a first round pick. Uh, so, Bob, what are your thoughts to that rumor?
0: So I'm actually going to take credit and steal your answer from the chat earlier today because (laughs) they agree. You take Boucher out of that, and I'm fine with it. McCaw's not playing right now. We're grabbing a guy to make the team better now, so you lose the draft pick. That's what happens. The Raptors are great at finding these young, depth players. I'm not worried about that. Norm Powell, I said, I like him, but inconsistent, and I think he could actually work on Cleveland. Drummond is perfect for what we need right now. But that cost is too high because if anybody wants to check out Drummond, he's got one year remaining. That's it. So that con, I would only do that trade like Boucher and I don't even want to include Boucher, but anything that significant, I want Drummond locked up for a couple of years. But even then, I don't want Boucher gone. Norm Powell, McCaw. I don't know. I'm trying to think depth. Who, who would you like, who's a serviceable guy you could throw in? Because we'd need to add more to that if we're going to get Drummond from them.
1: I don't know. Maybe Matt Thomas. Um, maybe maybe Davis. Uh, he, he's he got a court case pending. So
0: Aaron Baines. They,
1: they, they, yeah, they'll laugh at us. Really. You, can, you can keep him.
0: <laughs> Just $7 million or whatever. You don't want
1: it? Yeah. I don't, I don't think the Raptors even want it. Uh, it's tough, man. It's it's tough because we do need a big. I, I think if we're gonna be a second round team or even a third round team, need to fill that hole. And yeah, that's what she said. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we just we just need to do something. We we can't stand Pat if we want to make a push. So yeah, we'll see. The problem for
0: me too is besides Drummond, and we lost Baca Who really out is out there? Are we gonna go for Mobamba? Like, is that guy such a crazy upgrade? We're going to give up something significant. I don't think so. Personally, I think he's a good player and I like his game and I think he'd be cool in a Raps jersey, but I'm not nowhere near the package of Drummond. Like Drummond, Drummond's almost the clear cut answer that the Raps should go after just for the situation in Cleveland, his contract. That guy definitely wants to win knowing Andre Drummond. I can tell you that he would love playoff ball against Brooklyn.
1: I, th- I think so too, and they just acquired, um, which we're going to get into in more depth later. They they acquired a, another big from Brooklyn. So, and and one and he's younger and cheaper. So who do you want to keep? Who do you want to develop? Because the big they acquired, which again we'll reveal later, is someone you can build around. And I'm actually shocked the Raptors didn't jump in on that trade uh, because. Brooklyn really gave them nothing. What they what they got in return, they really got nothing from Brooklyn. So, who no. who knows, man? Masai, work your magic. We, we we need something.
0: Yeah, that trade's kind of crazy. Well, I want to save it, but every Brooklyn did okay because you're shooting to get that yeah. superstar and win a championship this year. So it's kind of a question mark. But everybody else just did phenomenal on that trade. Yeah and then I'm trying to think of other big C's but nobody's really worth it that I see like McGee who else are we gonna get that's out there
1: I mean you could you can go sign javal McGee but he's basically he's more of a band-aid instead of uh more a solution nice athletic guy but he I'd have him off the bench yeah and I feel like Boucher is a better version <laughs> of McGee. so I don't know it's tough there's no one really out there that's a big minus their boy in cleveland yeah
0: and with boucher too not only do i mean bias obviously i want him to win six man of the year (laughs) but i would love for him to win most improved i do think christian wood has that sealed right now because that guy is lights fucking out
1: what a fine too what a way to go
0: unreal i will cheer for that guy just with the situation he was put in this year let's go so but, but I love that Boucher, and it's not just me, a biased Raps fan. There's people that's actually in a conversation. Like Chuck, other people are saying, MIP, MIP, maybe.
1: Yeah, it's quite possible. It, the one thing you should know about Masai, never count him out. He's always working the phones and working his magic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, and did you see, did you see Nurse's comments on the Harden trade and all that too?
1: Uh, paraphrase it for us.
0: So pretty much just hopes that it doesn't work out. For him. He said he doesn't really care if it works out for Houston because they're in the West. So sure. But he hopes and he knows we all agree with him. And he said that, that we want it to fail for everybody else.
1: A hundred percent.
0: A hundred percent.
1: I want it to blow up in their face. Uh, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, quick shout out. Spicy P, his first career triple double. I wanted to bring that up. That was a note from the... Episode before we were going to do, so I just want to shout that shout that out. Congrats! Anything else, melky About Ras, what do you want to talk about?
1: Uh, I just think Spicy Peas back, so look yeah. out, look out, everyone. He's back.
0: Yeah, and and K-Lo is just reach. Oh, and what? Probably Kaylo. Always
1: Kalo, though, man.
0: Yeah, one or two games away from what ten thousand points with the Raptors organization. Unreal. I know I joked about the statues before, but this is a true statement. Lowry deserves a Legends Row statue at Scotiabank,
1: whatever the hell it's going to be called. Not just that. His number should be retired. There oh, to the Raptors. Be, There should be a Lowry date in Toronto. He, this, he should get the key to the city. This man should be remembered for Toronto sports for the rest of his life and for the rest of our lives. Hands down. He, he's a Toronto sports hero. Icon. Icon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this this is more of a hockey thing too. But it just I always want those guys to come back and work for the organization. After I don't even care if you're director of player personnel. and We're just paying you two million dollars to shoot the shit and like because you missed the locker room, you would just want to hang out with the guys and you do a bit of guy. Sc- I don't care. Welcome back.
1: Oh yeah, I'd, I'd pay him. I'd pay him a couple mil just to chill with the chill with the team. You know, <laughs> instill some toughness because we're we're soft. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Lowry's always going to be welcomed. So, with that being said, a bit of a surprise the last three games with the Rats. We're going to move it to surprises and disappointments.
1: There's a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there
0: are a lot. Now, (laughs) because of technical difficulties, whatever, I'm not going to sewer the two of us. My fault. But this has kind of changed a bit. We've been going over and out. We're going to start with surprises. So, how this works is the surprises are the teams who are doing better than what we thought at the start. Or just on the right trajectory. Melky, you know what? I said I was going to start, but why don't you start us out with the team?
1: Well, I'm going to start with the team that everyone seemed to have forgotten about, and it's the Mecca. New York Knicks, stand up. Stand (laughs) up. (laughs) Everyone's raving about Brooklyn, but look what the Knicks are doing. And kudos to Thibodeau, man. Like That guy's a defensive guru. But they're balling out. They're 7-8 uh, and eight right now in the East. And that's good for 6th place. I mean, yes, it's the East. But 6th place. Um, and you know what? Their numbers, like team-wise, do not stand out. Yeah. Their field goal percentage, 44.3. It's 24th. 3-point um, percentage, 34.7. That's 22nd. Field, uh, field Free throw, 7.3. That's 25th. Assists. They're tied for 27th. Rebound, like, their numbers are horrible. But they can play, and their dog mentality that Thibodeau instills has got them on the right track. Julius Randle, everybody's, like, taking a dump on this man, but all he does is ball. He's he's, um, posting 22.1 points a game and 6.9 assists per game. Um, True Canadian, R.J. Barrett. 16 points a game, 3.5 assists. And then Alex Burke, who I've never even heard of, 20.7 points, 3.7 rebounds. So my question to you are the Knicks a playoff team.
0: So I I was going to say I don't think so, and here's why. I actually think that I'm undecided a bit because of how well they're going to be coached and are being coached. Thibodeau is making all the difference. And that team is talented, just like you said. Um, I was laughing because I'm looking at my notes here. Exactly, I'm going to say Julius Randle. Everybody is just disrespecting him before, and he's lighting it up. Barrett is actually, I don't think, playing that well. I mean, he's shooting 38.7% from the field. He's kind of having a second, that sophomore slump offensively. So personally, I want him to pick it up because he's one of the weaker options right now on the floor for them.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why I don't know. I think they're definitely Melky. They're a uh, fighting for eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth spot a hundred percent. And maybe that does mean that they do sneak in at the eighth, but they're definitely a first round exit. And I don't want them to have the first round exit because I don't want them to have any learning experiences <laughs> and build and have because that is so key. The minute you play playoff games, even if you lose, it's it's just a different breed.
1: Well, look at the Raptors back in the day uh, with Vince Carter and when they just made the playoffs and they lost to the New York Knicks uh, in Game 5. And that was just experience. And what did they do the following year? They beat the New York Knicks. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You nailed it. Uh, like, you na- you nailed it. it. It's learning experience. And I I think they're a fringe team. I-, I think because it's so early, you know, you can surprise a lot, you know, with um, in the NBA. But I think – They'll probably be battling for like that, like you said, that eight, seven spot or, you know, they'll be on the bubble. But I I don't think I think they're a piece or two away from actually doing any damage.
0: (sighs) We've talked way too much about the Knicks on this fucking.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. we we still love you, New York, unless you're unless you're the Jets, then fuck you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And, and speaking of cartoons and the Knicks, shout out to that Space Jam jersey you got on
1: Melk. Yeah, Woo! boy. Yeah, Lola Bunny signed it. Perfect. Uh, she did, man. You know, I, I've always wanted to meet her. So you know, I was, uh, what was I doing? I was digging the, her rabbit hole and she came up and... Jesus.
0: Why do <laughs> you go there? Why do I set you up to
1: go there? I don't even know. She gave me an ultimatum. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you suck! All right, we're moving on to another surprise. <laughs> Second team, I'll go this time. The Orlando Magic. Dude. And the curious case of Gordon. This guy, I he is not Powell inconsistent. But I mean it was what? 18 points he put up against the Knicks the other day. When that guy is on, he is on melky. The dunk contest, of wherever I watch this guy, electric when he wants
1: to be. But I'm glad you said that. that. Go. No, I'm glad you said that because he seems to play or show up when he wants to. And that's riddled his his career just uh, not being consistent because he could actually be a top 20 NBA player in this league. He developed a three-point shot. He's got hops for days. Like you said, he's jumping over cars, you know, mascots, and yeah, he just doesn't get two fucks, so I don't know, but they're in the right direction. Uh, I'm just sh- shocked and baffled they're doing so well. Um You know, and again, offensively, they're not sexy, but defensively, they can ball. They they rebound, and that's mainly because of Nikolai Vucevic. Luce- that man's a star. I've been telling the um, Messiah and the Raptors to go after that man, because he's... Think of, like, Andrea Bargnani times 100. That's how good this man is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, and I'm just looking at my notes, too, because we both had them pretty sure making the playoffs, the Magic, in the eighth spot, or close to fighting, right?
1: On the bubble, like, yeah. Yeah.
0: The weird, they're playing great, and I actually think they're a really solid team, coached well. They are so hard to play against on the floor, especially towards the end of the game. But I want to ask you, besides the Markel Fultz trade, what exactly is Orlando doing? And are they, I brought it up in hockey podcasts with other teams, but are they going to be a kind of a mediocrity middle team? Are they going to be making more moves? Like what exactly is going on in Orlando?
1: I, I think they're searching for an identity, but one thing for sure is they're very long. They're a long team. Uh, like Mobamba. Mo Bamba, <laughs> Aaron Gordon, Vucevic—they are a very long and athletic team. So they don't may not rely on shooting, but they yeah. rely on everything else. And I think that's their identity. And I think this year they're actually getting more um, accustomed to it. So that's why they're winning. Uh, because in the past, they—they they, you watch them, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So I—I I think that's that's the Orlando Magic. They'll—I think they'll always be that middle of the pack team unless they go out and uh get a superstar because they haven't had one since Shaquille O'Neal
0: that's the truth too and like I said they can be a scary team I hate when the raps play them like I I actually I'm worried about Chris Boucher against you know like Bamba and their floor like I I don't know how well so it's. I know I'm not saying my words properly. You know, speak good much. But what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is, is they worry me as a Raptors fan. Where our team is defensively and with our big, Orlando's a team that would scare me.
1: They are always frightening. Remember, they took Game One from us uh, two seasons ago. Yeah, and everybody was, everybody was shouting and crying, and it was the end of the world. But yeah, you know that's Orlando. The, they'll always give you that mini heart attack, and then. Then they just become the magic and you're okay.
0: All right. Give us our third surprise, Melky.
1: We're going down to Oklahoma city. What? (laughs) We're going with the thunder. Uh, they're six and six. Yeah. 10th in the West. I mean, the West is no joke. It's a hard spot to be in, but they're doing it. They're doing it and they're doing it well. And with no name people again, you know, uh, Again, their numbers collectively are not sexy, defensively and offensively. But you got Shea, well, I can't even pronounce his name, so I'm going to call him SGA, Mr. Canadian. Canadian
0: Shea, that's what we're calling him.
1: Canadian Shea. He's posting 20.9 points, 6.3 assists, 5.7 rebounds. Uh, You know, he's leading the charge, and they got a lot of young, hungry uh, players that – Because, really, who's expecting anything from them? It's like last season. Did anyone expect them to make the playoffs? No, but look what they did. So, I think uh, CB3 instilled um, some hard work ethics, and it's just carrying over to this season. What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, So great you just said that, too. Because what I was going to say, 6-6 and for being ninth in the West for this team, after losing Chris Paul, I can tell you this is not where I had them. Mm Mm-mm. That was such a, and Chris Paul, you've talked about before how underrated Chris Paul is, for sure on display in Oklahoma. I thought once he left, they were going to be some surprise wins. They were going to have some, like like fans were going to be hopeful in Oklahoma, definitely. The way that, like that GM is building that team fantastic. Holy oh, yeah. shit. The way he's traded away assets, some who haven't even wanted to play and be there, and what he's gotten back. I mean, Paul George, absolute joke that trade. I love it for Oklahoma.
1: All those draft picks, all those draft—he's swimming in picks for years to come, and they are going to be. Think of um, um, New Orleans. They're going to be. Pro- I don't know if they're going to be a better version, but they're going to be on par with New Orleans, and that's going to be a sick rivalry too for years to come with all those young and hungry uh, draft picks that they're that they're going to display out there. I can't yep. wait.
0: Oh, I can't either. And like you said, I'm always. We said it before. Going to cheer for Canadians. So Canadian Shea, you're number one. I, I was talking. I might even purchase the jersey. I don't know. Ooh, I don't know, man. That's sacri- I don't buy Nash. By the way, I was. Gonna, I don't buy Can- like Toronto Raptors non-Toronto Raptor gear. There's a Nash one right there.
1: Well, so I'm that's a master Canada right there. You got to pay yeah. homage to him.
0: Yeah, that can't even fit, by the way. I could maybe put that in as, like a mask. That's so small that like dirty.
1: <laughs> well, we need it nowadays, man. We can't even leave without without wearing a mask. So, hey, why don't you rep um, Captain Canada over there?
0: Yeah. So, speaking of disappointment, since you just brought me down, think COVID, <laughs> we're going to move on to disappointment teams. And I'm going to start us off because this is a team that I was talking about in episode one. I'm talking about the Washington Wizards, Melky. <sighs> poor, poor poor beal is all I can say at this point man yeah the ghost russell westbrook just haunting the arena i don't even know what the fuck that guy's doing
1: right now he's on a different planet
0: <laughs> and then but but and beals on another planet on a positive way man that guy deserves better i don't even give a shit about washington i hope he asks for a trade Like, and I was thinking, oh, Washington was going to be my surprise team. And it's the start of the season. And Westbrook might turn it on. They might click. Maybe they do uh, start to get better. But I would not be surprised. And Beal doesn't seem like the guy. He seems like a legit good dude. But he, he deserves to ask for a trade and get out of that mess, man. Washington is so piss poor managed for years now. The whole John Wall situation that went on for, what, five, six years. The constant just making it to the playoffs, just not. Not really getting good draft picks, but then trading for veterans away any decent young guy. I, Washington, man. I, that team.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know what? I can't really add much to it because you just nailed it. Uh yeah if i'm bradley beal I, i'm asking to get out i know he's a loyal dude and he doesn't come across as a little brat but i'm you're gonna waste your your best years yes in washington you're posting career numbers off the charts you're you're off the charts man and this is what you have to succumb to yeah i'm sorry i need you need to leave the nation's capital you deserve better. And I'm here in Miami's calling. So if Miami's calling, I'm probably looking at it as yeah, get me the fuck out of here.
0: Well, Jimmy Butler's a proven winner. So that that deal hundred percent I would do. The deal for Beal is go to Miami.
1: Deal for Beal. (laughs) Let's advocate it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: man. I just, oh, I know we're going to move on, but I just keep thinking about it and I watch highlights and just the way he still tries to encourage his teammates and try to put up a front man. Like that guy, I, I would take him on the Raptors any day, that type of player.
1: He's a good dude. Like, I remember there was always that debate, whose team is it? Is it John Walls? Is it Bradley Beals? And they didn't get along. And I thought at first it was... Bradley Beal kind of trying to be the alpha dog yeah but in hindsight he should have because John Wall was uh, injury prone John Wall sucked the life out of that organization John Wall is a diva Uh, yeah and what and you know they shipped him out this season but he left them with nothing what a second round playoff memory well Beal could have done that by himself
0: yeah, like, I'll take back anything I ever said in the past. Like, I I thought Beal, not to the extent, but was almost kind of like the Rondo rookie, you know, coming in and just thinking, man, this is my fucking team year mm-hmm. two, whatever. Fully, yes, Beal, everything you thought about yourself, I believe in it, too. You deserve it, man. Get the hell out of Washington. Get the get out. hell out of Dodge. Get yeah. out of
1: Dodge and get out quick.
0: Yeah, and... The team you might go to, according to you and I, the experts, is the second team for disappointment. We're talking the Miami Heat. This is not where I had them, Milky.
1: I didn't have them here either, but I did say watch for them to take a step back. And it's not because they're not a good team. I just think they caught fire in the bubble. And I honestly believe if it was a full season, they wouldn't have made the NBA Finals. It was a cute story, but you know they're coming to Earth, uh, and you want to know something. Nobody's averaging twenty points on that team. It's nineteen and and below. And in this NBA, you need someone to be averaging over twenty points to win. I know defense wins you, wins you championships and grit and dog mentality. But yo, know, you're what? You're four and seven. You're at that rate. You're not going anywhere. So. I'm Pat Riley, I'm uh, putting on my best suit. I'm putting on my sexy voice and I'm trying to get Beal right to South Beach.
0: Yeah, that that would just make them so much better instantly. Like, boom, what a playoff team. And then I'm just thinking how shitty my thoughts on Miami were before in the first episode, because I thought they would do well. And Tyler Harrow, Harrow, however you say it, he would kind of flop. And he's actually been one of the better parts of the team. The team's flopping. And he's actually, I mean, not his bubble play, but he's up there, man. He's hes a definite starter on that team.
1: Oh, big time. He's putting up numbers. Uh, he's putting up hero numbers. Uh, <laughs> just uh, the rest of the team, uh, they, they, they look out of sync. I, I think lo- they lost a few vet- veterans that they acquired, too. Uh, J- Jameson Crowder. And you can tell it's affecting them. They're relying more on the young pieces, but... Yeah, I, like I said, Pat Riley, if anyone can work magic, it's Pat Riley. So I, I would be giving them hero. I would be giving them and, and basically every, everyone's on the table minus um, Bam and um, and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. But everyone else, you can have the entire team for Bradley Bill.
0: Yeah, because you add Beal and those three, you can build a team around no problem. Easily. All right. Give us the next and final disappointment, Melky. This one, I've been waiting to hear
1: your take. <laughs> well, it's not much of a disappointment anymore, and we'll get into that very soon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going with the Brooklyn Nets. What? Well, and the reason being, uh, because they didn't acquire a certain fat man, who apparently isn't fat anymore. Uh, <laughs> that, that too. 100% yeah, suit. he was wearing a bad suit um, yeah they didn't have him yet but they you know and Kyrie was playing his best where's Waldo fucking impression and God only knows where he was so they weren't they were basically treading water uh, but now with their recent acquisition and a certain disgruntled asshole coming back um, they're eight and six They're fifth in the East. They just beat the first place Milwaukee Bucks last night. I don't know if you watched that game, but that was stellar. That was stellar. Um, Durant was basically carrying everyone on his shoulder um, until a certain James Harden came on board. And now it's basically like having two Michael Jordans on your team. Look out East. It's going to be scary. And KD's already posting 30.7 uh, points a game, 5.7 assists, and 6.9 rebounds. And now you have James Harden.
0: <laughs> I, I said before on the first one, KD, man, he could be a surprise MVP at the end of the year. Harden, just what do you... Uh, as I drop my notes perfect on my phone, but uh, Harden, <laughs> what, what do you say? I mean, obviously that guy wore a fat suit. We can chirp <laughs> him all we want in crazy talk. But he's a he's a superstar, man. The, we were scared of him going to the Nets. There's a reason for that. And how nice, how nice for Kyrie to come back to this situation. I mean, the you know, the media <laughs> doesn't really have a right to know. But he had some personal reasons, you know, family matters. You know, next question, Malcolm. Well, okay.
1: uh, he's he's something else. He's Did the type. Did you see guy. that press conference? Oh, I watched it today, and uh, he's just something else. His, his body language, just he—I he, feel he feels like he's entitled, that like he's better. Oh. You know, he's better than everyone. I, you know, what he does do some good. I, I will cut him a little slack. He does do some good in the community. But you have a—you signed a contract. You have a job to do. Hey, I don't want to go to work. I want to go and help people and go fuck off and go to parties with no mask on. But. I have a job to do. You have a job to do. You signed a contract. So, you know, get your fucking ass to work and go win a championship. You now have the best opportunity to win another championship with probably the second best trio of players. Nah, no, that's that's not fair to MJ. I still give MJ, Pippen, Rodman the best. They're the best trio that's ever come together. Uh, So, yeah, debatable. Anyways, that's, that'll be for another topic on another episode. But you have a chance to go out and ball. And you know what? You have a chance to beat LeBron James in the finals. So, buddy, man, like, take, take that monkey out of your ass and go ball.
0: Yeah. I mean, you switch out Kyrie for Westbrook, and pretty much Brooklyn's doing what Oklahoma City tried to do before they blew up that team like a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> but... <laughs> you know what i i can see Kyrie having another blowout man like if something bad happens i can see him dipping again sometime this year which is just absolute bullshit and i actually think the nets should get rid of him before it's too late that being said Kyrie's still a stud on the court he is good man like a phenom generational talent those three guys it's it's kind of bullshit like i was chirping him that he comes back to this situation harden just takes off 100 pounds and I Dude, I honestly think at this point he might have just spit up Kyrie Irving. That's where he was hiding the whole time in his stomach.
1: It's just funny because uh, he ate his way out of Houston. Oh, like, how many people can say they ate their way out of a situation? Unless you're in a pie eating contest.
0: But it's like it's like fake eating at this point. Like he was like eating it all, then going to throw it up, and then he's just like, yeah, it's the fat suit complete. Like, make sure it looks legit.
1: <laughs> it's funny what money can do, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean- I wouldn't be surprised, but he got his wish. He's now in Brooklyn, aligned uh, with KD, and like I said, Kyrie has been found, and he'll join them. Uh, I think is it tomorrow? He's against the Cavaliers, uh, so we'll get to see firsthand this trio um, that threatens the East and actually the NBA.
0: Man, when they're they're gonna be, they're gonna go on a run this season, whether it's long or I think maybe short before some shit happens, but they're gonna ball out. And whether or not the Kyrie situation resolves, he stays, he matures, whatever, just Harden and Durant alone, I think those guys are gonna be the two stud pieces for the Nets going forward for the future. It is that pair. And they already have great chemistry together from the past, and it's clearly shown.
1: They're a dynamic duo. They could they could lead the Nets to the finals. They don't need Kyrie. One hundred percent. We had this actually in our, our group chat. Uh, I would actually offer Kyrie up. I would offer Kyrie. Uh, uh, we talked. Uh, what well, we talked. Charlotte. Yeah. Michael Jordan always wants to make a splash. I would say, okay, Jordan, take this disgruntled player off my hands. I want Rozier. I want. Um, I don't know, Malik Monk. I don't know. Picks basically, up the ding yang. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you can have anything you want, and I want a bunch of draft picks. I want four draft picks. Basically, the four picks they they gave to Houston, I want those back in, in a sense. And here you go. And Jordan would do it in a heartbeat.
0: That's it. That's what the chat basically boiled down to at the end was which guy would actually take on Kyrie no problem. Everybody is vouching for MJ. He is the type that would and i don't know it, i want to see it happen just so kyrie and mj can have an argument cuz kyrie thinks he's <laughs> already better than mj and he's saging the office and
1: kyrie's kyrie's the type of guy that if you told him if you you if you told him that you ate out of your ass and you shat out of your mouth he would believe it he and then he would enforce it and say no this is the way you eat people you, you put it up your ass and then you blip out your mouth okay that's the type of person Kyrie is, and he'd actually—he'd probably retire if he got shipped to Charlotte or anywhere he didn't want to be. He'd—he'd he'd retire. He'd hang it up. You watched South Park recently, didn't you? Oh, I've been on—I've <laughs> been on a marathon lately. <laughs> The—the
0: yeah—the shit coming out of the mouth joke—that's straight South Park. You're obviously <laughs> on a tear. Ky- Kyrie is going to—Kyrie re- yeah. will retire early. That's definite. I'm not saying he won't come back to ball, but man, that guy, I think he thinks he's going to be the first president of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, out to fucking lunch, which Harden is pissed about because he didn't get
1: invited. Well, he needs to lose weight first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Since we're talking about them, we won't shut up about the Nets. Let's actually talk about the trade that brought this guy here. So James Harden. Pretty much just went on a buffet tear, stopped playing, called out his teammates, did everything he could to get out of town. He finally got his wish. Brooklyn Nets said, yes, we want you. So, and I have written out the entire trade here.
1: It's a doozy.
0: I'll try to make it as short as possible, folks. Bear with me. If you already know the trade, maybe fast forward two minutes. Who knows? (laughs) listen, Listen to the whole thing, you impatient fucks. Okay. <laughs> I love all you fans. Fuck you guys. No, I'm kidding. Okay, yeah, Harden yeah, trade. Yeah, yes. You guys are the best. But you're honestly the fucking worst at this point. Okay. <laughs> Harden hard, hard trade to Brooklyn. James Harden, 2022 Cavs second round pick. Houston. Ola Dante Exum Rodion's Kurics, Brooklyn's 22, 24, 26 unprotected first rounders. Unprotected pick swaps with Brooklyn for 21, 23, 25, 27. The Bucks 20. Yeah, the Bucks 22 first round pick via Cleveland and a future second round pick from Pacers. That's all going to Houston. To Cleveland, which I think made one of the better moves of this oh, trade. Yeah. You know, I, I, Jared Allen. What a piece for Cleveland, and a perfect piece at that. Cleveland is getting Jarrett Allen, and I'm going to screw up his first name, but Tarion Prince. I hope I said that right. You were
1: close. He's,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just, a, he's just a piece in it, but that Jarrett Allen move for Cleveland, I absolutely love. And then finally, the Indiana Pacers, they get Lavert, They get Houston's 23rd second-round pick as well. Tons of pieces, four-way trade. Melky, wow, you talk. What did you think?
1: This was a blockbuster uh what what a way to ha- um it was a pre-weekend trade it was on a thursday so what a way to uh, start the weekend where you just hear this blockbuster trade because the night before james harden was frustrated he had this press conference that he's done all he can uh we can't win here and insulting the houston rockets i thought angering angering the entire franchise and then boom thursday afternoon this just in. And you were the first to message me that Harden is, a as he said, Harden to Brooklyn. I'm like, official? He's like, no. And now it's official. And, <laughs> nah. and, and then just pieces just kept g- coming and coming and more information. So obviously Brooklyn wins the trade because they get the best player in the deal. They're win- they're going to win now. It's win now mode. It's, win- it's championship or bust. You have, what is it, a two or three year window to win now. Uh, so good luck to you. The Rockets, good on you, Houston. I know you get made fun of and you picked up Broken J- John Wall and Boogie Cousins. But you you almost, like, rate the Brooklyn Nets. And as you should. It's a generational player, you get what you can. And you got a lot of pieces. So good for you. Um, I am a little... Um, confused why they wouldn't have kept Lavert over Oladipo until Lavert reports that he's now hurt and potentially yeah. could be for the year. So, uh, now it makes sense, but yeah, Oladipo to the Rockets. I don't think he resigns there. I don't think Houston wants him. I think Houston's trying to cut, uh, cut funds here at left, right, and center. You know, they're going to rely on drafting so cool. and developing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Indiana, they got Levert in the second-round pick. Lavert's a good p- player, and he signed uh, for a few more years. So that, you know, hopefully he's okay, and he can help contribute the Pacers because they're they're winning right now, and they have a great foundation with Brogdon, Turner, Sabonis. That's a nice team there. And then the Cavs, like you said, probably the winner. Like, if there's a consolation, the Cleveland Cavaliers won that consolation with Jarrett Allen. Come on, Jared Allen. I want this is why I wanted the Raptors to jump in on this trade. Yeah, I wait to hear for this for you. He would have been perfect, perfect for that Raptor, and even Terry on Prince. He's a nice long three and D player. Those two men would have solved that big hole that is left up front for the Raptors. So Cleveland, fuck, man, good for you, because I always thought you were a stupid franchise. But here you are, man, making smart moves, so kudos.
0: Yeah, so I kind of just graded each of the four teams in the trade. I actually have Brooklyn at a B plus and not a great deal, but not the winner, only because of the question mark. When you lose that much and you bring in a superstar, if you win, hindsight, it's the best deal of course it is You've won the championship but right now i'm giving them a b plus just solely because of the undecided factor the two real winners for me actually i would say almost i'll give all three i'll change it to a minus for the three other teams so the rockets absolutely cleaned up they are rebuilding they got so many picks i kind of agree with what you're saying about oladipo and the reason i give the pacers an a minus is because oladipo wanted out he's mm-hmm. wanted out for a while now So not only do you get rid of that contract and the guy who doesn't want to play for you, but you're a team who's winning and you pretty much bring in a younger player who can bring possibly more in Levert. I know he's injured, but Pacers are also looking to the future as well. So I think that's a huge win for them in that trade, getting rid of Oladipo, none of that bitching. The Cavaliers, I said that at the beginning and I don't need to say much more because you said exactly what I need to say. That's an A to A- minus for them. What what a pickup. Jared Allen, like, I love that deal. I was pissed, too, in Cleveland. Like, like pissed in in a respectful way. Like, you bastards. Such a good thing. Houston, for me, is clearly the winner. Oladipo, I think, is going to be a good player for Houston for this year on a shit team and whatever. But, yeah, he's not long-term. So, I I think the other teams are the winners for me right now. If Brooklyn wins, I'm telling you right now, switch it, and Brooklyn's the winner. I admit it.
1: Well, I only give Brooklyn a higher grade just because they – they acquired the best player in the, yep. in the trade, right? And generational player. And you oh, you al- align him with Katie and Kyrie. That's a big three that I don't think the East wants to see. So actually, my question to you is, does that make them the favorites in the East?
0: Yeah, yeah. Without Harden, it would have been a no. But with Harden, yeah, because... He's a different kind of crazy than Kyrie. Kyrie's just bad <laughs> shit insane. And we'll get into that in a bit. Harden, Harden is like selfish. Like kind of surrounded by yes man. Like knows he's talented type of like crazy. Like he just wants to douche it his own way. And he's kind of a Kyrie is. I mean he's got his third eye open. So I yes they are definitely. And, and man the thing that's going to piss me off the most. If Kyrie comes back. And then everything's good this season and they just go on an absolute tear and it's just like, oh, yeah, everything fell into place for Brooklyn.
1: I could see that <laughs> happening. I think Kyrie might swallow his pride. If if yeah. he's as close with Katie as uh, everybody says he is, I think uh, Katie probably spoke to him and said, listen, I don't care if you want to go wander off to the moon or you want to you go sage, you know, the entire NBA, but we have a job to do and we have... We have plans we made plans i came here because of you let's get it and then after that you can go batshit crazy wherever the wherever else you want to know. i get a title i'm good with that then you can fucking retire go to retire to into the sunset i don't i don't care what you do after that but i want a title now
0: yeah and, and one guy right now in brooklyn it's durant's team Like Kyrie will never admit that because he's crazy, and I don't think he can admit (laughs) it. But because of his bullshit, this is Durant's team who came after him. But if they had to choose one of those pieces, they would keep Durant and build around him again, is what I'm getting at. So,
1: oh, easily. Kyrie is, um, he's now just a piece. He's, he probably doesn't want to admit it, but he's the third guy. hmm. So,
0: third third guy, third eye. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know what? Let's move on and all aboard the crazy train for a little fun segment. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was good. This is Harden versus Kyrie. Who are you going to choose, crazy? <laughs> so, what this is getting at. Melky, you're the owner of a team. I don't know why anybody would give you a fucking team. I never would. But yeah, I would <laughs> who are you going to take, man? You got James Harden, Kyrie Irving. And you got to take the craziness with it. There's no hype Like, let's go.
1: I'm gonna take Meta World Peace. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> what a safe bet on crazy about. scale. Yeah, what a safe. <laughs> <bet>. <laughs> no, I, I'm absolutely absolutely taking James Harden because he's uh Although he's crazy, he's. I know he's gonna show up to work. I know he is gonna play. He's gonna ball. He's gonna give it all. His give it his all. And then if he's in the right situation like he is right now, sky's the limit. He leads the league. I know it's – okay, so I was watching first take, and he actually leads the league in assists, but it's for whatever reason it's not official, but he's averaging 11 assists a game. That is mind-boggling. He does it all. He yeah. does it all. And the last play of that Brooklyn game last night, so he missed the shot. But guess who went and – Guess who went to rebound his own miss? He did, and then threw it to KD, and KD hit that game winning three. Like this man can do it all. He gets to the net, he gets to the hole, he can shoot. James Harden, hands down, I will choose him over that basket case Kyrie.
0: I know it's kind of weird to say, but in a way, it's almost like James Harden's a bit underrated. Like, in the echelon of superstars, and we talk about him a bunch, and he's had those games where he's just dropping threes and not passing to anybody. But like you said, there are aspects of that guy's game. It's almost underrated, and it's sad to say that, as selfish as he is. And for that, I am going hard Harden as well. I would never take Kyrie. I no. love basketball. Like- yeah, I'm a hockey guy at heart, man. And that, <laughs> that mentality just doesn't fly with me at all. The we can't just the fact that you can't count on someone at the absolute worst, man. So you're gone out the door. Like I would be trying to trade him. I would never do anything to sewer myself in the organization by taking less to get a guy out. I'm not that dumb, but yeah. man, Harden a hundred times out of a hundred over Kyrie. That guy is batshit. And Kyrie, yeah, man, he is a generational talent, he's sick. Like In a way, sometimes his play gets disrespected because of all his off-the-court antics. But it's just not worth
1: it. And the crazy thing is Kyrie has one of the best handles in the game. He's an assassin. Like, when his mind is focused and he doesn't have his head so far up his ass, he's a commodity. He's another, I wouldn't say generational player because I feel like there are other point guards that are better. But he's a great, like, number two He, you know, like him and LeBron, I know he wanted to be the alpha, but they want a title. Who hit the game-winning shot? Kyrie did. Kyrie can ball. Kyrie can dish. Kyrie can do so much good. But he lets Kyrie get in the way of his professional, like get in the way of basketball. And like you said, I cannot rely on someone like that. And it's a team game. Yeah, you have your superstars. But I need to rely on my second or third option. And Kyrie just fucking vanishes into sage air.
0: Yeah, it's uh, like and it's so weird, too, because on the court, and this is why I think Kyrie is so sick play wise, is maybe one of the smartest basketball players ever, man. That guy's IQ is off the floor. And it's almost like he's so smart as a basketball player that in his head he thinks that that. <laughs> the brain's transition to every other aspect right? and they just don't man you're just an athlete like i'm not going to be one of these assholes who's like hey man stay in your lane don't give me your political take you can say whatever you want i truly don't give a shit man whether i agree with you or don't i'm not going to tell you that you can't talk but it's like you're just surrounded by yes men your whole life man some if, if someone was a true friend they should be like kyrie buddy here's the meds sit the fuck down let's go to hawaii figure this shit out like
1: like, like come on
0: <laughs> i mean like come on
1: <laughs> yeah it's just like this is a man who thinks that the world is flat enough said but what
0: else does like man that's the stuff that he said publicly too You know, yeah. <laughs> like what actually when he's just like you, everybody listening you know some of the crazy shit you say when you're just with your family or significant other and it's just people you trust fully let your guard down man what are they talking about and how many people are like yeah, dude, you're right, man. I tried sailing the other day, almost fell off the world, Kyrie. You got it, dude. Just bang on.
1: <laughs> I just want to know what subscription he's reading, you know, where he signed up to, like fucked up magazine or something, where he just gets these ideas and like hypotheses. And it's just like, you know what? That makes sense. I'm going to say this and not care. He's the yeah. Kanye of basketball. He's yeah. the Kanye West of basketball. He's the
0: style. clearly talented, but yeah. batshit crazy. And to be totally contradicting to everything we just said, if I, if this was entourage and I was Kyrie's turtle and he was paying me millions of dollars and like living the life with him, you better believe I'd be like, yeah, Kyrie, man, the stage is working. I appreciate it, dude. And like the earth, it's not round, dude. Circles are not real. Thanks. Oh, another, another wad of cash. Yeah, man, whatever. That's cool. Yeah. You should take Absolutely. a break from basketball. Yeah. hundred percent. Let's go on a trip, man. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's throw, let's throw a party, not wear a mask and, and record it. So the world can see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's,
0: let's move away from crazy. Let's move away from guys who you can't count on to somebody that you could always count on. And we said we were going to do this. This is for Kobe. We want to end this, at least this first season, with just little moments to remember such a, a big force in the NBA. Melky, uh, why don't you start it off, buddy? What did you want to talk about?
1: Uh, well, his first championship with Shaq and the Lakers. First, of I think it was, a, yeah, first, the three Pete. Uh, so it was June 19th, uh, 2000. The planets finally aligned after a 12 year drought. And the Lakers defeated Reggie Miller's Pacers with a comeback win, one sixteen to one eleven, in Game Six. Kobe had twenty six points, Shaq had forty one, but the most memorable moment would be the alley oop to Shaq to basically <clears throat> uh, clinch that uh, that title, that game for them. It was, and I also feel it was the first time they became brothers, yeah, uh, in battle because Kobe deferred which he had a problem with because of his alpha dog mentality which I respect 100% but he deferred to the diesel and they got it done. So I'll always remember that. I still remember Shaq doing the airplane after he dunked it. It was a beautiful thing. I was never like a huge Lakers fan but that yeah. that championship I was rooting against Reggie Miller cuz I think I despise Reggie Miller. I think he's annoying and he's a shitty broadcaster and I did just say that. What are your? What is your favorite Kobe moment?
0: Yeah, man, I could not stand the whining from Reggie Miller sometimes. Uh, don't and I try not to really listen to him as a. I feel indifferent about him as an announcer, to be honest. He doesn't really bring much. So I guess as a such a great basketball player, that's really kind of shitty.
1: He sounds like Brian Gumble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my Kobe moment is actually a moment I cheered against Kobe, and this is the time that he won his first Olympic gold, 2008, USA versus Spain. Obviously, with Toronto connections and all that, I'm cheering for Spain, and I just don't want to see America win as a Canadian usually. So with that being said, he didn't have the best game. However, this guy drops 13 of his 20 points in the fourth quarter for a come-behind victory Unreal. Just the mentality, a whole nation watching you. I'm not an American fan, obviously Canadian, but it gives me goosebumps when those moments happen. And since I didn't have a pony in the race, <laughs> it, you know what? I could kind of respect the moment. Like it would have been, you know, if they had beat Canada, I'd be devastated here be like, "Fuck you, man! I fucking hate that." No, it's you can just kind of witness what's going on. And like I said, he wasn't even having the best game in that game. It looked like Spain was going to win. No
1: kobe mamba america fuck yeah no uh kobe (laughs) uh yeah kobe he i think honestly i know Mamba mentality came out later but i think that was like the start of Mamba mentality really coming out you could see him coming into his own like around that time and then later they don't build him like that anymore It, it uh, it still breaks my heart to know that he's not here anymore. I I know I don't know him personally, but I respect I've always respected his game and the NBA just l- lost a legend and words can never words can never describe how uh, sad and and devastating it is and was.
0: Yeah, it's it's truly a shame that we're going to miss out on decades of Kobe's influence on younger generations and you know he I mean Already when he was retired, man, he was still around the game constantly, man. How many times he was just sitting there, floor, guys, daps, giving respect. Like, just that part of Kobe even I miss. Um, so, yeah, it's a terrible loss. All right. little somber, but overall, fucking great episode, Melky. <laughs> fucking
1: fantastic episode. We're just getting warmed up. Uh, you know what, folks, you're going to definitely hear and listen to us, you know, shoot up those air balls and those those huge bricks because we suck at basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and we, we've got some treats coming up, too. We know how sick of you guys uh, we get and how sick of us you get. So we're going to be bringing in a guest for episode three. Uh, We're not going to say who yet. We're still getting, might be one guest, might be two. But we're going to start bringing in some more voices, get other opinions. It's going to be a lot of fun. Not only that, but we've got a ton coming up on the network. I just dropped an episode with our boy, John. Nobody gives a fuck episode two. It was a blast to do.
1: Ooh, uh, it was a great listen. Uh, actually, jump-started me uh, to watching The Mandalorian. Good. A little spoiler alert: I'm um, on season two now. Um, I got goosebumps on that show, so I have you two to thank. And make sure you listen to it because it's the reunion of the bumbling Canucks themselves. And yeah, it's just a solid episode. You got a shout out, Melk? I just want to give a shout out to uh, you know the not after thirty. Uh, um crew uh anthony john gooby tim jalupa you even though i like talk to you every day <laughs> man. We're, we're every day so man it never stops because we won't stop uh never. yeah you know um uh, 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 yeah but um yeah no it's 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 a lot of fun and uh you know we have a lot on the horizon like Bob just alluded to so stay tuned and actually i just want to get a little serious i'm not a, i'm not american but this man influenced a lot um in the 50s um it was martin luther king jr day yesterday um he was the man that started a visible spokesman that started the civil rights movement and paved the way for colored folks to actually be recognized in this world. Sadly, he was assassinated because he was onto something big, and obviously, they didn't want uh, that to happen. But uh, thank you because without that, I probably wouldn't be here. Uh, my parents probably wouldn't have met. So, big shout outs to you, man.
0: Yeah, I hope everybody had a great uh, MLK day. Happy MLK day out there. This is nothing but miss. I'm Bob. This is Melky. Uh, we can't wait till next time, everybody. Peace out. Oh. Peace, everybody.
1: Later.